Wow! Mini guide, except we're stitching it onto a full episode at some point. Just go with this one here. This one? Yeah. Okay, uh, so... Uh, we're recording this in between dropping the two halves of the five-hour episode we recorded a couple of days ago. And I told Luke I wanted to record this, but I didn't want to release it separately because I didn't want to just, like, just release a whole blast of yeah. stuff at once. So we're going to stitch this on the next episode, which is going to be yeah. coming out probably on the... I'm going to say it's probably going to come out on the 11th. Something like um, sometime over the weekend, probably. Yeah, either and Sunday that, or uh, Monday. So this can be our uh, our intro, our opening segment for that episode. Because honestly, we're going to run out of isekai stuff pretty fast. So we'll probably end up having to cycle through different opening uh, opening uh, sort of shticks. And I had thought of one. I thought of another one, but I've forgotten it. So I'll have to remember it and then write it down. But Harems. <laughs> what? Harems. <laughs> Like harem, uh, harem anime. Yeah, harems. I really don't want to talk about. I don't that. like. I like the thing is this. Like harems are already like freaky to me. Uh, which for those who don't understand, a harem is essentially like you have one person of one gender, and then you have a mob of the other gender who's like following them, and it's basically the like, opposite of an incel. Yeah, the opposite of an incel, <laughs> completely. Yeah. So. um... So we're recording this. This opening section is going to be our us te- testing react our react stuff. It's and we're doing it because the new episode of The Last of Us came out last night. This we were recording this on a Monday. This is Monday, right? This uh, yeah, it's Monday. Yeah, this is Monday. No, actually, it's coming out on the twelfth. That's when the, when the next episode. Because I got my days mixed up. I'm okay, it's Tuesday. Okay, so and I wanted to show Luke some stuff because this was the first episode. Where I will I will say I'm not happy with the show anymore. I've gone from neutral to unhappy, and okay. it's not because the sh- it's not because the episode was badly written. It's like the it, it plays out almost exactly the same as the game, but they make two changes that I think are pretty big that don't they don't affect the story, but they are changes that I r- was really upset by because these shouldn't have been changes at all. Um. I would say so, yeah. So the first change they made is this is the cannibal episode. Uh, Ellie, okay. Joel is still in a coma, and Ellie's got to deal with a group of cannibals that kidnapped Oh, so her. we're at that, that section now. Yeah, we're at that section. And they adapted the Joel torturing scene, and they adapted it right. They did? And I was happy for that. Okay, you were like, yes, Joel! Yep. Yeah, so you had another glimpse. No, so it was different this time. It was He was doing everything Joel did, but this time, for some reason, I just couldn't unsee Pedro. Okay. I don't know why. Like, I just... I could see Joel in the other... In the that episode a couple of weeks back where he was fighting yes. out those dudes in the in the uh, store. This time, I just saw... I just saw Pedro Pascal pretending to be Joel. Like, I couldn't unsee it. So, that's not on the show. And I guess that's not on Pedro either because he's not a bad actor. It's just I couldn't stop seeing him. It's just... You couldn't... You couldn't stop what yeah. was already there but i was happy that they put the effort in that's not what i'm talking about so um the first change they made which i was gonna let it slide until it got too overt for me but they made the leader of the cannibal group a preacher um and that's a change from the game so he's like super overtly christian he's always preaching it the episode starts with him reading from revelation and like oh and he's reading about the new heaven and the new earth and i saw the new heaven and the new earth 
and everything was made new. And I know where this episode's going to go with him because it's making him look pretty nice at the beginning. I'm like, I know it's going. I'm like, oh my gosh, why are you doing this? It already sounds atrocious. Yeah, and I and I know why they did it. But so I was going to let it slide, you know. Lots of TV stuff does this these days. If you, if lots of TV stuff, if it's not made by a Christian and there's a Christian in it, then they're going to be a, either a crazy cultist or like a rapist or something. Yes. And so I'm some sort of bad, um, bad representation. Yeah. And so I was going to just let that slide. But what made me pause the episode was there's a part where they've got Ellie and they're holding her, and the dude, his name is David. He's trying to convince her to join their team and join How their group. Ironic. Yeah, I know. His right hand, hand, his right hand man's name is James. Uh, and that was, they had to choose biblical names. Well, that's well, that was their names. <laughs> Those were their names in the game. Okay. But it just so happens that yeah, their their names are both biblical, and they made them like weird culty Christian cannibals in the TV show. Okay. But so, um, but so David's trying to convince Ellie to join his team. At one point, he talks about how he changed. After the apocalypse happened, because he became a preacher after the apocalypse happened, he claims. Okay. And he talks about how the cordyceps, which is the fungus that possesses everyone, it changed sure. his um, view. And so I was letting the Christian stuff slide until we get to a specific line where he talk, talks about the cordyceps. He says, they made me see things different. He said, they made me see things different because they're fruitful and multiply. And I paused the episode and just goes, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Out loud, because for those of you who don't know, if you've grown up in church or if you go to church or if you know anything about the Bible, the first command that God gives to Adam and Eve when he blesses them, he says, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. And that's what David says about the cordyceps. And it wasn't even the Christian. They had already made them super Christian. The episode begins with Abraham, not Abraham, David preaching out of revelation to his group. So I know they're Christian. It was just how, it was just so how overt and clunky it was where he goes, I respect the cordyceps or something like that because they're fruitful and multiply. I'm like, oh! That was your ah moment right there. <laughs> that was the first one. <laughs> oh. So the second one is what I want Luke to react to. So first what we're going to do is we're going to play the scene as it plays out in the game, which is, I'm just going to type in Ellie kills David. Um... And we will be pausing it a little if it plays for too long because, like, I don't know how copy... copyrights and everything. Yeah, I know how it works on YouTube. I don't know how it works on Spotify. So. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where, I mean, obviously, I will have it turned down a little bit. Yeah. That way we don't get, like, it doesn't come through. And so I'm also going to pull... Actually, wait a second. I can put my headphones on. That way it doesn't come through. I would kind of like for them to be able to hear the audio a little for anyone who doesn't know the context, but... I mean, we, we want to, like, go about this so you can actually give my full reaction. So I can... Sure. Like, you can... Oh, that was loud. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Give me a second. Here's... There we go. Okay. Okay, so, um... I'll go ahead and bring it up. And let me know if you can hear it. Yeah, I hear it. Okay. So I'm going to fast forward to the scene of her killing David. And you guys aren't going to hear anything, but Luke is going to hear it. And so... What happens is you have a boss fight between Ellie and David, and she, what ends up is he ends up with pinning her to the floor, and it's heavy. It's heavily implied in the game that he's about to try to rape her. Yeah, and, and that's what it looks like at this particular moment. Yeah. So the part that we're starting at, if you want to look it up on YouTube yourself and follow along with us, uh, 
you're going to go to uh, YouTube and just type in The El Last of Us well, dash I, Ellie Kills David. Yeah, I can And I, it's the, the video that we're using is generic gaming. Yeah. And you just go to five minutes and two seconds. I w no, I'm going to go past that. I'm going to go to 512. 512, okay. So I'm at 512. So there you'll see like there's a, uh, a triangle icon that you can hit. It says, you have no idea what I'm capable of. Yeah, so in the game it's heavily implied that he's about to try. And it's also heavily implied that David's just a, uh, just a pedophile in general. Um, and that he's and that Ellie's not the first girl. Because he tries to convince her at one point to be like, he's like pretty kind of flirting with her in the game and it's even more obvious in the tv show where he says that like she could be his wife or something like that while he's got her locked up yeah so the show makes it more makes more obvious what the game was implying but so he's tried to convince her to basically become his wife and now that she's had the boss fight with him it's implied that he's about to try and rape her and <clears throat> and so um um and so that's another thing it's like again they made this character super overtly Christian in the TV show. So it's like, thanks for that. Yeah. Um, thanks for building up that association. It would be like if you made... It would be like if a video game character was was a terrorist and then a TV show made them a really overt religious Muslim. Interesting. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because that wouldn't fly today. People would say that that's messed up and prejudiced against Muslims. Yeah, like, but at the same time, they're going to pull the Christian card and be like, oh yeah, we could use that, because Christians are horrible. Well, that's what I'm saying, like, making, associating Christians with stuff like this, with, like, sexual abuse, I would say is the same thing. It's a stereotype at this yeah. point. It's just, it's not going to die with, for Christians, because Christians aren't a protected well, class. Uh, well, part of it is because, um, outside of Christianity, people view everybody who is like, I believe in God, uh which is the Judeo-Christian yeah. God, they group every single individual together. Yeah. And they where, say, and they where, do... And that includes Catholicism, which, in my mind, is a separate sect entirely. Sure. Because um, this was thoroughly distinguished back in... I think it was the 1300s? Luther. Sure. So, essentially, when the Reformation occurred... Um, Martin Luther... It's so weird that we're going off on this trip. Yeah, I, I understand. So Mar <laughs> Mar Martin Luther uh, posted his 95 theses about the Catholic Church, how they need to change things, because at the time period, they were doing... Um, essentially, it was um, medieval knights and everything of that nature would come to priests and say, hey, I'm getting ready to go do these um, horrible things. Can I get forgiveness beforehand and so the priest would give out i don't remember the technical name of them but it would he, they would essentially say okay so what you want to do for each of these is you do like uh five hail marys and three lord's prayers for this one you do this for this one this for this one and whatever but it was uh that was the issue that luther was seeing and so that's why i'm like they include Catholics, but ca like Catholic priests is where we got a lot of the rapey stuff. A lot, a lot of the rapey stuff. And then you have cults, which also include a lot of the rapey stuff. Sure. And all of that is included in Christianity from an outside mindset, and which I've seen. And the other, the angle I was actually going to go on uh, was you talked about how they glump, glump, group, all 
Glump, clump. Clumps, well, I mean, glump's a wombo word. I, I'm fine with using that, too. Glump, clump, and group is yeah, the same. They glump all uh, all sort of G- Judeo-Christian. I mean, they, they don't really do... They don't really do this with Judaism, I guess. They have their entire other thing with Judaism where they're like, Israel shouldn't be a nation anymore, and they don't realize how anti-Semitic that is. Yeah. Um, but that's an entire... That's like, that's like saying... Um, Indians is not a nation anymore. Well, it's like, well, it's, it's it's particularly messed up with Judaism with Israel because uh, I guess a lot of people don't actually know this. I know a lot of people get surprised to learn this. Israel as a nation being given to the Jews uh, that was done as reparations for the Holocaust. Yes, and so, that was done back in the seventies. No, it was like in the forties or fifties. It was right after. Okay, I, I couldn't remember what year it was. Yeah, it was I like. Knew, I knew, like, as reparations for the Holocaust and everything that happened, the world government basically was just like, yeah. Or yeah. The, the group, like, was like, hey, we're really sorry about what happened. Yeah. Here's the country of Israel and Palestine. Yeah, and so this like, is, no, that's our place. Yeah, this is another, this is another slight detour into, um, into, um, it's really, it's, most people don't realize just how anti-Semitic it is to say Israel should be taken away from the Jews again, considering how it came back into their possession. That's that's as bad as saying America, uh, as Native Americans don't deserve any land. Yeah, sort of. Well, I mean, it's also like the the whole thing about offensive like labeling and everything on like products or whatever. Yeah, the fact that they took the Native American woman off of the Lando Lakes. Uh, oh, did butter? they? I didn't know Yeah, they, they took her off. And so it's like, oh yeah, we had to take something else away from her. Aren't they, the native... tra- aren't they trying to take Aunt Jemima off Oh, of she's the... already gone. Oh, she is? Okay. Yeah. We did it, people! We beat racism! Also, Uncle Ben's gone, too. I don't know what that is. Uncle Ben's rice? No. Well, I mean, it, it was an orange package, whatever. Uncle Ben's rice. I, I've never heard of this. I know yeah. Big Ben. D- have they messed with Big Ben? No, Big Ben's a clock. Did they take Big Ben off the clock? <laughs> no. <laughs> Big Ben's just a name. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben's been sitting on that clock since like the 1400s. On the pointy part, you. <laughs> but um, so yeah. So the other direction I was actually going to take it was um, they glump all sort of Christians under this one banner, which is super interesting because that's the thing they say you can't do about groups is it's racist to gr- group everyone together and it, like, it's hyper generalization. Yeah, and it's like you can't do that about Muslims. Not all Muslims are this one thing. It's like, yeah, it's like but all Christians are. Like cultists, and, and or... so like that's the thing. Like you literally can look at them and be like, okay, so let's go through uh, a philosophy. Okay, let's go through the mindset of philosophy. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa! Phil, that's like three syllables, man. I. <laughs> it's okay. Let's go through. Uh... Here, let let me make it worse. Let's do go through philosophical fallacies and see if what you were saying was correct or yeah, exactly like you're just freaking seizing up right now because of the words. I know. So, if someone was to say, all men are this. Created equal. All men are created equal, yes. <laughs> yes, all men, I do believe, are created equal. Do you still have uh, the sparkling eyes? Yes, I do. They're underneath the pillow. I'm going to grab one. Um, so, if you were to say, like, all men are pigs. Oh, you've got bottles of it. I wouldn't drink those. I don't know how those are. Uh, no, I've had these before. I don't know how old those are. How old they are? Yeah. Do they go bad? I don't know. Well, only one way to find out. We'll never find out if you just keep them. <laughs> I've, I've been meaning to throw them away. <laughs> Not bad. Okay. 
Tastes about the same as I remember it. Okay. I don't know how long they go, uh, like, they live for, but... It's also lemonade, so... I like... Oh, I, I used to like those, but uh, then I couldn't because of my taste was changing because of Rona. But they're coming back. I had a... Um, I could, wasn't able to drink uh, Celsius grape, and now I can drink Celsius grape again. Tastes right, which I'm happy for. So, my... After over a year, yeah. I'm finally getting everything back. Yeah. I can actually smell poop again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, as we were saying, just like going through the eyes of philosophical fallacies, you could see like the one of the hugest fallacies that there is, and it is m- often used in modern culture, everything, and people are like, this is still true regardless of whether it's wrong or not. Mm-hmm. It's still true in our eyes. With it's hasty generalization. I knew you were going to say that. It, it literally, it's just anytime anyone says all Christians are uh, hate mongers, or all men are pigs, or all women are feminists, anything that is a over generalization thing is just like no, stop. Yeah. You're saying everybody does the exact same thing. Yeah. And it's taking the individuality out of things. Yeah, that I remember yeah, that used to be bad. It still is bad. But remember, as we go back to the Bible, the world will say what is good is bad and what is bad is good. Yeah. Well that's the thing. It's why I don't it's why like unless you get super overt with lines like I respect the the fungus cause it because re- it is fruitful and multiplies, I can just ignore like when you do that, when you paint Christians in a negative light on TV, because I'm like, I get it. It's like Jesus said, the world ha- the world hates you, but it hated me first, so of course it's gonna hate you. Like, yeah. It. I. I, I, I get it, dude. You're on. T- like they're on team the world, and I'm on team the Lord. It's like there's not. They're like <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Not much you can do about it. Yeah. So. But so now we're gonna watch the reaction. Okay. I will, I guess since they're not going to hear audio, they're just going to hear you. They'll, they'll, they'll listen for the click of the space bar, and that's when it will start. Well, I mean, just so, like, there's so not... just, like, actually, like... Well, I'm saying just so there's not dead air, I might give a little bit of commentary while we're going. Sure. Yeah. So, I'm hitting play now. Oh. Oh, wait, wait. My bad. <laughs> yeah. So now we're hitting play. And so we got... Okay, so she's choking, machete... By the way, you heard that scream from David? Yeah. Yeah, I like that scream. That, ah! Okay, wait. Let's go back and hear that again. Back to 13. Yeah. Yeah! This, I like that. Did you hear the last yeah. scream? Though? Yeah. It was, ah! it was almost a Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Almost. So I like that. and I, We there, paused it. Uh, the 19. reason I'm pointing, I'm pointing that out is because I'm teeing it up for when we watch the show version. Okay. That's... So then, slam, slam, yeah, Ellie slam, packing slam, him pieces. slam, slam, slam. Then you hear Joel, and I, first of all, I need to highlight the way. Listen to it again. How Joel yells her name. You just hear that yell, Ellie, so, Ellie. What what I hear there? It was it was distressing, is what it sounded. It was like. what well, wasn't just distressing. I heard authority. Yeah, st- distress in the authority. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Because at this point, Joel has found, like, the remains of humans that these cannibals have been eating, so he knows what she's into, and he finds her Mind hacking you, this dude uh, up. Obviously, like, I, there's not a ton of reaction within this, but at the same time, this is very savage. Yeah. Because, like, this young she, girl was El- just pinned down, she got the guy off of her, 
flips him over, rolls over on top of him with a machete, and just she's, goes to town. Yeah, she's just hacking him to pieces. She's 14, remember, doing yeah, this. Mind you, we're paused at 26 right now. Yeah, and, and so then Joel comes in. He finds her. He knows He knows that these people are cannibals. He's found that out, and he finds her hacking this dude to death. And so you hear it in his voice. You hear three things. You hear, oh, thank God she's okay. You hear, oh, crap, she's losing her mind. Something bad is going on. I need to stop her mm -hmm. because a 14-year-old shouldn't be hacking someone to pieces. And you also just hear the power of a man just just being <laughs> like, just finding his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. And so, or his daughter figure. So we're yeah. uh, playing again now. I like the little guitar effect they have there. Oh, yeah. The music's really good. And so what you hear is he grabs her, he pulls her, like he pulls her in, like he's pulling her off her, and she's screaming, goes, and he goes, stop, stop, very firm. Yes. Very, it's like, stop, you're okay. And then he, and then she yells, like, don't touch me. Paused at 37. Yeah, well, we're, we're basically. I, I'm just point, like yeah. going through. Just and saying. she's yelling, like, don't touch me. And when she yells, don't touch me, he's like, he's like, it's me, it's me. He turns around, makes her look at him and says, it's me. Like, you're okay. Yeah. Very firm. But I, also, I do feel like this is... Now, I want to go back and rewatch all the all of it again past the commentary. Without the commentary? Yeah, without okay. the commentary. Yeah, that's good. And then we could cut it out. So, um... Oh, we can cut that second one. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a very, very intimate scene there where it's just like, this is, this is Joel, like, stepping in and being, like, the foundation. Yeah. Essentially. And I've also got to stress, because this is something I'm going to pick on when we get to the show's version of it. Sure. You hear Joel's voice. You hear the firmness of it. Also, I need to I need to highlight the fact that he yelled her name before he went to her. Yeah, he was approaching and yelled Ellie twice. Yeah, he... Before he grabbed her, he yelled. He was he yelled Ellie once, and then as he's got a hold of her and pulls her off, he says her name again. Yeah, because he's letting her know it's him. And then when you get, it's made clear that she's so in a state of adrenaline that she yes. doesn't realize it's him. He keeps saying like, "It's me. You're fine. I've got you." So yes. now we're gonna go to the show's version. Okay. So so actually, what, what we are on is um, HBO's The Last of Us. Colon, Ellie kills David and James scene. Yeah. And we are starting at 415. Uh, 415. The channel that we're on is Ben Mendez. Yeah. So, uh, and we're starting at 415, like I said. Yeah. So, um, right now we see it looks like I'm going to guess this is that's, David. That's David. Uh, okay. And so, um, which in the game, I didn't necessarily see fire. You did. There was fire there. The, the building, it wasn't a saturated. Yeah, the building they were in was on fire. But yeah, it's a lot more fire in this one. Okay, so play now. Okay, I already don't like what happened there. She had to get up entirely 
walk over and then kneel on top. Of yeah, him. she had to get she up. She wouldn't and run have over. pushed him that far. Yeah. Also, this is not like a problem with the writing. It's much, but it's much less satisfying not to hear David scream in terror right Wait, before she. I didn't hear it. So uh, okay, go back to four eighteen. Play it again. Yeah. Ah, uh, ah! Uh, it was just like a ah. Uh. Yeah, but so it was. It was very like meh. Well, there was that, but also so he. It was more. It was more forced. It sounds. No, but it what, didn't feel natural. No, but what what you're right with that one. But what I'm talking about is in the game there were two screams. Yeah, he that's gets, a, ah. Yeah, he gets hit, and there was the scream of pain, and then there was when she jumped on top of him. You hear the second scream of terror, which says ah. And okay. then she hits him. Listen. No scream of terror. Like, it is more like a sigh, is what it sounded like. I didn't hear anything. And, and like, there's not, like there's nothing wrong with him not screaming. It's just much less cathartic to hear this dude. Let me listen to it one more time. It's more like a... Yeah, it was it was very light, if anything. Yeah, it's it, it's much less cathartic. Because um, you don't... So, going through it... Where's Pedro? <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> like, she got in, like, six or seven hits, and then, like, Joel came and pulled her off. Yeah. In the show, she got, like, 15 licks in. And Joel's still not there And then yet. I was like... Where's, Where's Joel? Joel? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back and count. Okay. 420, 421, 1, 2, 3, No, Joel! So, I'm going to find a second video. Okay. I think this is it. No, that's not it. Oh, uh, my gosh. Joel calls Billy. So, here's another... Here's Okay, so then we go to Ben Mendez again. Except for it's HBO, The Last of Us. Joel calls Ellie baby girl scene. Also, before we watch Which is this, a kind of cringy sounding. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think Joel in the game would ever call Ellie baby girl. He, he did in the game. Okay, it was did. okay. It was something he called his daughter, I think. Okay, baby girl. So I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it kind of changes things now because like, it just doesn't feel right. But at the same time, so, I kind of understand. But that. so where where Luke started yelling just now, where's Joel? That that last night was the second was like basically the exact second point that I paused at. I paused it. And you I, go, ah! No, I said out loud. I will censor myself, but I said out loud, "How dare you?" I said, <laughs> "How effing dare you?" I said that out loud. I was like, "How dare you take Joel out of this?" My gosh, they should have stuck with it. Okay, so now we're starting at the very beginning of that one. Okay, yeah. So she's, she's ominously looking at the screen. Looking around a little bit. Door. So she leaves. She's stumbling out. I don't see Ellie. I see some weird... Yeah. Okay, so now is where I'm going to stop talking and just let you react. Okay. So, she keeps walking. 
Wow. Yeah. Why? Like, he doesn't say L.E., nothing. Yeah, dude, he's, in the show, he's found out that the people holding her are cannibals, and in the show, he just comes up behind her like a stalker and just, like, He just, like, skulks, he just skulks in his, like, well, the thing is this, okay? So, he hasn't seen her. Yeah. He's been trying to find her. He learns that the cannibals have her. Mm Mm-hmm. Immediately, okay, anytime anybody has any sort of situation where they're looking for somebody, their immediate first reaction when seeing whoever it is they're looking for is yelling yelling their name. It is human reaction. Every situation, when a mother has lost their child, when any cinematic thing I've ever seen, it's always the person's like, Mom! Or Dad! Or anything of that situation. Even if it's just like... Okay, take for example, Home Alone. Yeah. Sure. Like, Home Alone... But even more than the human reaction, I know what you're getting at, especially with the Home Alone things. Just like, Mom! The, the, fa- the fact that he walked up like some creeperish person didn't go, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, and, and he grabs her, and then she starts freaking out. He's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Ellie, why are you freaking out? Ellie, Ellie, it's me, Ellie. It's like, maybe you should have told her, Joel! My gosh. But now, now, we're going to rewind. Okay. So, she's just walking out back. Okay. We're at uh, 14, 14 seconds. seconds so, now one. we're rewinding back. And, Luke, remember all of the all of the times I called out made a point to mention Joel's tone of voice. Yes. What you hear in his voice. Give me a second. I'm going to crank it a little the bit. The only second. way I can describe the Joel in the game in that scene is that is a man comforting his foster daughter. Okay. And so, listen to Pedro Pascal's voice in this one. So... Wait, wait. Okay, that, no, no, so, so no, <laughs> no, no, okay. So we go from stern authority who sees distress. So, please, I've been, I've been working on no, this. No, okay, uh, let me give you my immediate reaction. Okay, I'll okay. give you your... So, uh, what we see in the first video from the video game itself is we got distressed male. It's like, we see a savage moment where Ellie is going crazy. She's like, I gotta stop this man from hurting me. He pulls her off and says, hey, Ellie, 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 stop, stop, stop. Yeah. He's taking control of the situation entirely. We see this, and he's like, okay, I've got you. Don't worry. You're safe now. Yeah. One of my favorite I mean, scenes. Like, he, the- creates, he creates this foundation that she can grip a hold of yeah, in that I've moment. spent the last couple of times we talked about The Last of Us talking about <coughs> how much I like the awesome torture scenes or the fight yes. scenes with Joel. But this, then you have this the moment one where of, he can be calm. Yeah. Where he can take control of the situation. All those said, that might be one of my favorite scenes in the game when Joel is just... When jo- when like the t- like the brick wall man mm-hmm. is just there comforting the little yes. girl in distress. So we go from that yeah. to strange creeper walking up behind Ellie, mm-hmm. grabbing a hold of her. She flips out. She he's no longer that strong foundation. Yeah. He flips her around eventually after mm-hmm. she's fussed around enough, and he's just more Ellie. And it's like soft, gentle caress. Yeah. And I'm like, no. St- 
Stop it. Yeah. So what you like, go... You go from this authoritarian thing to this, like, s- sad, disheveled man. Yeah. And it, I don't like it. Yeah, so this is... So my impression of this would be in the game you get Joel like, Ellie! Ellie! It's me! It's me! Ellie! You're okay! Ellie! Just calm down. You're all right. And he then takes they, control. And what you get in the TV show is, Ellie, Ellie, oh my gosh, Ellie, why are you so mad? Ellie, hee hee. <laughs> you get the Michael Jackson version. Yeah, you get the Michael, Ellie, please stop. Ellie. And I'm, I'm, so here's the thing. I'm being a little bit unfair. Let me do the actual versions. Ellie, Ellie, please stop. Ellie, oh, Ellie, why are you so upset? Ellie. It, okay, it's. The only way he I can, did, it, he doesn't feel like he took control at all. The only he way doesn't. the only way I can describe the difference is that Joel in the game is a man, and I got I got I will I got to admit I know that I'm not like the hype the picture of hyper masculinity. I'm not the yes. authority on. I'm no Maddie Montgomery. I understand <laughs> that you're not ultra thug. <laughs> yeah, I understand that, but. I understand the basics. I understand what it means to be a man, even if I don't off, even if I'm not just the t- prototypical, stereotypical version of that. Yeah. Because of men I know like Maddie Montgomery. And the only way I can describe this is the difference between Joel in the games being a man and Joel in the TV show being a wet noodle. Yeah. <laughs> That's completely. Well, so we're paused currently at 28 seconds, and you basically have a very blurred out version of Ellie from behind. Yeah, and then a, you have Joel's face. Yeah, it's all a cam- I see. It's all a cam I rip. It's not. It's, well, yeah, yeah, it's a camera. That's I can, This is the only quality I can find. I'm not. Well, so what I'm no, but I'm saying you have a blurry. Yeah, you have the blurred out essentially Ellie's back of the head, and is focusing on Joel right mm-hmm. now. And so what I see in this this current paused frame that we're on. I don't see authority. I don't see a foundation. I see a shaky man who doesn't understand what's going on. <laughs> I don't see. I don't see this like this brick wall. This this stone that you can like grab a hold of and yeah. know like you're safe. I see fear. And uh, that's yes, all I see. Exactly. I see fear. And so I think a lot of that comes down to Pedro Pascal. If some of it comes, I think part of it comes down to not understanding the role from a casting perspective, a director perspective, and an actor perspective. Yeah, I think it's, it's across the board. They don't understand the perspective this role is. Yeah, that's that. So that's the one side of it. I think there's also the side of it we talked about last episode, which is I think you've also got a co-writer on the show from the game. Who I think is very oh okay yes is yes. very embarrassed that he wrote Joel to be a strong male authority figure in Ellie's life. I, now that you say that, this was all about Ellie. Yeah. This was nothing about Joel. So and so I'm gonna move like back. like I, in the, originally in the game I could see that like and it, it was Ellie trying to take control of the situation and Joel shows which up. Which she did. By the way, so, she did. Yes, yeah. but then Joel came up and. Pulled her out of the savage moment and let her know everything's okay. Yeah, Joel, I'm here. As much as the as much as the the as the term is memed, Joel was a safe space for her. Yes, in that became moment. the safe space. Yeah. So what? I, Where is in the show? Like what? She I, she created her own safe space. She's the one that did everything. Joel had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And so what? <laughs> so they have like an inside of the episode at the end of every one, and the inside okay. of this one is kind of like talking to. Yeah. Something like that. Well, no, uh, it's 
It's like what Game of Thrones did with the show creators and actors. I don't know what they did. So what is it? Just it, like a slight behind the scenes. Thing? Yeah, it's behind the scenes okay. stuff where they talk about the making of the episode. Okay. And it opens with Neil Druckmann saying, um, "People, people expect in this kind of story for when Ellie's in distress for the hero Joel to show up and rescue her from the trouble that she's in. That's what people expect, and we wanted none of that." <clears throat> Anita Sarkeesian what? Well, so here's the thing. So this that's how it played out in the game. Ellie did save herself. Joel did not get there until Ellie had already killed the dude yeah. who was trying... Like, she, he was thoroughly hacked. She was swinging yeah. dead in his skull. Ellie, so that's how it played out in the game. But the fact that they pushed Joel showing up until after she walked out of there and had already composed herself, gotten herself yeah. together a little bit, instead of having him be there immediately to swoop in and bring her back when she's at... Yeah. She's basically losing her mind. This is a 14-year-old chopping a dude to... Uh, yeah. He is dead. He's been dead. He was dead after the first... May, and it, like, at the latest... Two or three. Yeah, and she just keeps going until Mind Joel you, stops so her. So let's, let's go back and count. Um, yeah, let me... Oh, yeah, so it's it's here, right here. Yeah, so... Okay, so we count in the game. So, so one it, hit on the arm, she climbs on top yeah, of Yeah, so I'm going to say, we didn't count the arm hit in the TV show either. It was yeah. 21 hits after she had gotten him on the ground and was hitting him in the face. Yes, so she climbs on top and so hits him... 21 times. 21 times in the show. So Versus... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. On the ninth, on the ninth. No, on the tenth. No, on the ninth. You hear Ellie. Yeah, you hear Ellie. Yeah, and then on the tenth, right after, right as she hits him the tenth time, Joel pulls him off her yeah. and tells her she's okay. She's okay. Yes. So, so ten times they doubled it yeah. and took Joel out. Yeah, and so here's the thing, like. I understand, and I actually like the idea that they had in the game, which is what Neil Druckmann was talking about in the in the show behind the scenes, which is they didn't want Joel to show up and rescue Ellie. I like the idea that you have the little girl rescue herself. She's that, she's that sort of resourceful to do it. Now, what I can't stand is in the I'm show. Just checking something. Yeah, in the show version with. Like, you push Joel so he doesn't show up. She's losing her mind. That is a little child who almost got raped, losing her mind, beat, like, just hacking at this dude's already mangled corpse. And Joel sees that and knows, and pulls her back from the incredible place of fear and terror and just adrenaline that she's in. And then pushing him past that, where she's already come down herself, she's composed herself, and you wait until she's outside for Joel to quote-unquote console her when I don't think that's what was... No, it was more like... It, it just felt... That's what they were trying like, to... Literally, okay, it's like biting into 12 lemons at the same time. <laughs> like, you're just like, no. Well, I will say... No, here, it's like throwing five warheads in your mouth. <laughs> five warheads, okay? It almost turns to salt. Yeah. And it, like, the amount of distaste that you have in your mouth... I... Thoroughly hate it. And also what I'm talking about is... I, I will give them the credit and say they they probably did think that was the soul of... Not the soul. The scene of Joel calming Ellie down. That did not come across in the performance, though. Oh, no. Uh, for me, I would have been okay if she walked out and she was just kind of running out. Yeah. You're like, she's running out of there like, I gotta get out of here. And then you hear Joel yeah. yell, Ellie! Like, if you would have heard that... 
Like, I would have been like, okay, yeah, you guys are taking a different direction with this a little bit, but I'm okay with it I because you still are kind of keeping the same concept where Ellie is kind of in this distressed yeah. moment. She's taking control, but she's still in this, like, and it's also, insanity moment. And it's also all about the tone of his voice. Yes. There is just no power behind his voice in the TV show. <laughs> like you said, a limp noodle. It's like, yeah. okay, so... I'd say the difference is MMA fighter, okay. MMA fighter punch, yep. like kind of authority Vers in the video game. Versus slapping someone with, no. a, with a bowl of spaghetti. No, I wouldn't even say that. I'd say just like a light, just... <laughs> just a tap just a, on, just the just a little... <laughs> on the shoulder. <laughs> like, that's the difference. Like, the, there's some, like, when you hear a nice punch, like, you hear that. Yeah. It's like... It is assertive. When you hear it, a lot of times, the crowd will hear it too. Like in those arenas, they'll go, oh! <laughs> Whereas what you got We're, out of the show, you just got... Well, like it was less than like a ball tag. Well, <laughs> so, I, 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 I like the idea that you say uh, the, the pit... The hit in a fight, you hear everyone go, oh! In the video game, it's you hear Ellie, you're like, Joe! <laughs> Whereas in the show, it's just... <laughs> and so, I don't even know if it came across, but, like, let's see. Wait, 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 wait. Let's see. Wait, we just... Like... <laughs> just a slight tap. Just... Uh. But it wasn't even nothing. It was just... Uh. Yeah, and so, when I said a... It's, it's just... Uh. Yeah, when I watched... When I... Because I played through the game recently... Just to just to get a reference, yeah, as you'll as you'll recall, and it made me realize that the gameplay is really clunky. Yeah, clunky to say to say the least. Um, and when I play through the game or watch this cutscene from a game that was made uh, in 2013, so 10 years ago, mm -hmm. the remaster obviously came out years after that, and then there was the remake. But when I watch this scene that was written, so the remake, what did they do? They just it, it's a it's it's a revisualization. So re the re so the idea generally from what I understand. Well, so we, I remember you just yeah, like, we talked discussing about this. that. Like, what did they do in the remake? From what I understand, because I know they changed the images up a little bit. So from what I understand, a remake is in theory you remake everything from the ground up. Like yeah, the Dead redo Space, the code. The Dead Space remake, for example, we talked about this. Yes. It, it actually brought in stuff from later games and put them in the first one. Yes, it, if I remember, right, it took stuff from two. Yeah, lots of innovation. Lots of different innovations that it put in there to, to make the gameplay better based on the improvements they've made in later games. Um, the Last of Us remake, they improved the graphics. They used the, they used the updated models that they had made for The Last of Us Part 2, I believe. So okay. they, put, they ported those in. Aside from that, they changed nothing. It is just So it's remastered. still just as clunky. Yeah, they didn't even put in. They didn't even put the new mechanics of the later game in. Like the late, the second game has a dodge mechanic where if so, where if like a, an infected swipes at you, you can actually dodge it. Which okay. Probably would act. That would make the game significantly better. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that it was implemented poorly in the second game and it doesn't work. I've heard it's just as clunky as everything else. What I wonder is if you can get the remastered and then find a way to get a mod to where it actually like modifies the game. To where it's not as clunky. I'm sure on PC you can. Yeah. Certainly can on PlayStation. Yeah, so... But, 
So as we could tell, this scene like but so this, you, but this so, truly demonstrates. Yeah, but you asked you asked the difference between remake and remaster. From what I understand, a big controversy about the Last of Us remake is that there's no difference between it and a yeah. remaster. It's just the it's just it's the visually same. Visually different. <laughs> yeah, it's visually different. They actually took out multiplayer, from what I understand. So there's even there are less functions, but it's being sold at full price because it's a remake. So it's like seventy bucks for less features and updated graphics. It's really weird. Ah! Yeah, but so I watched. I play this game that with a scene that was written ten years ago. Then I watched the show version where they take Joel out of the immediate moment to help her calm down. Yeah, they move him back to a different moment when he's not even. I'm not going to say he's not needed, but certainly he him showing up later plays an entirely different function. It's he's become much less rel. The only thing he's relevant to at this point is basically getting her back with him so he can keep transporting yeah. her. It doesn't even, it, it feels so disingenuous. It, it feels, well, it feels like he doesn't really have an effect anymore aside from reuniting her with him so that they're back together. Whereas, Wait, in the did game, I use that word right? Disingenuous? Yes. Depend, depending on what you meant by it. You like, I mean, it, right. it just didn't feel genuine. Uh, like, it felt very fabricated and very wrong. There are some there are some connotations to the word disingenuous that imply like it's done maliciously. So, well, know. I mean it, that's what I kind of feel like. Okay. It feel I feel in, in the sense like they took Joel out because of the whole we're trying like as Neil Druckmann had said. It, I feel like they did everything they could possibly to take all the power from Joel. Yeah, but they still needed him in there because. But they still needed him in there, so yeah. it's just like they they babied Joel down and they took all authority and power from Joel and they turned him into this just and I and I crumpled man I can't stress enough that he he is key to pulling Ellie back from the brink in the game yes in the in the TV show he almost feels like an afterthought and so well, this is I don't all, even I don't even think an afterthought an obligation is, is uh low enough yeah. Like I feel he, I feel he is less than an afterthought. Yeah, just because they're like, oh, it, it's more like an obligation. Yeah, like we have to put him in here, but we're gonna put him in here completely in the wrong place, wrong time, wrong feeling, wrong everything. Yeah, and just all, so we can please the fans. And all I can think when I see the difference between how he's this is handled in the game. 10 years ago, and in the show, which is, obviously, they, they would have been writing this in the last two years, so it's yeah. not really a 10-year difference, more of like a 7- or 8-year difference. All I can picture is uh, is a little Anita Sar- Sarkeesian on Neil Druckmann's shoulder, like Jiminy Cricket, telling him that it would be sexist for Joel to have any role in pulling Ellie back yeah. from the brink. And so what he does is he looks at, his, what, at what's there, he says, well, I can't take Joel out... Because that would, for two reasons, that would probably really upset people who love that scene. I wouldn't be able to get away with doing that. And also, I need Joel to reunite with her at some point. Yes. But I can't have it be here, because that takes agency away from Ellie and implies that she needs Joel to be okay after almost getting raped as a 14-year-old. Yeah. And it would be sexist for me to imply that she needs an authority figure or a father figure in her life to bring her back from that. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to have him show up when she's hacking the dude to death. I will let her calm down on her own. 
And then once she's gotten out and is starting to leave, then I will have Joel, who is played by Pedro Pascal as a wet noodle instead of as a man, which is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Then I'll have him show up. That's all that goes through my head is like, this is... Again, it comes back to the theory I have the further I get into the show of the the dude co-writing this is embarrassed of the game he wrote. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like... Um, so... The um, the Shining. The Shining was originally done by Stephen King. Yeah, the book. Yes. The movie, he absolutely hates. Yeah, because it's nothing like his book. Yeah, because it's nothing like his book, and he doesn't like the creation that it is. So it's it's the um, uh, the uh, man who cre- hates his own creation. Essentially, like that's a theory of it. Um. And I feel that's what Neil Druckmann is in this situation. Yeah, and I guess... He, he hates his own creation, even though it is beloved. And so he's doing everything to retcon it. He's doing... He's trying to retcon it without ap- outright changing it. But he's outright changing it at the same time. He's outright changing parts, but he's keeping it like... The story's the same, yeah. But he's rejigging it as much as possible yeah. to put Ellie forward and yeah. move Joel back. Pro, pro woman, anti man, essentially. And I, uh, I, I feel like it may be a little bit unfair to read into his intentions. So I'm going to say this is all a. Th- still, I'm just going to say you think it's unfair. We have physical proof. Yeah. But so, I'm, I'm still going to preface, like, this is just my theory, but this is just the vibe I get, is that this is being written by a dude who does not like... Who hates his own creation. Does not like the game he wrote, because he's been, he's become convinced by outside sources that the game he wrote was somehow sexist in some way. Yeah. It's... I'm, I'm very upset with it. Because, like, I understand how, like, important The Last of Us was within the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Last ten years is when this game came out, and it created this hard man of Joel <coughs> and this young girl who was trying to learn how to do things in the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It was just an amazing uh, relationship to watch, yeah. obviously. And it, I, even though I haven't played all the way through the game, like I do remember parts of it, and I was just like, yeah, this is actually like kind of enjoyable. Yeah. Mind you, I do remember the clunkiness, and that's probably why I didn't play it all the way through. Yeah, it's funny. I used to think that people were blowing those criticisms out of the water until I played Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War Ragnarok, Dead yeah. Space Remake, all those games like relatively close to each other, then went back to The Last of Us, and I was like, oh, this is, this is almost torture. Yeah, yeah, and you could feel the clunkiness in a lot of things. But yeah, so as as I'm saying this, it's like, you know, I I'm... I'm thoroughly upset for you because uh, how dare they touch this? Like this, this one game of the year. Yeah, this was absolutely loved. As you can tell, it's got its own TV show. Yeah, like this. Which the TV show is also pretty well liked right now. So we're kind of in the minority opinion on this. I've noticed that as well. There's so many people I've heard at our church that are like, "Man, The Last of Us show is amazing." Really? I've not heard anyone talk about Anthony it. Anthony Garolo loves it. Does he? Yeah, he loves the show. Oh, I need to... to I'm so glad you told me that. Next time we're at Young Adults, I'm going to just... By the ways, we're going to take this part out. Of course, sure, because yeah. you name-dropped him. Yeah, but there, 
there's a particular guy in our church who like really loves it. And yeah, so, like, and now that I know who that is, I need I'm gonna I need to corner him at the next young adults and just lay into him. Yes, definitely. Like it's I know he likes it because I've seen it on his Instagram reels or whatever. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Uh, so I need to first. I mean, I'm gonna need to find out from him if he's played the game. Because if he's not played the game, I can certainly see people who have if never. He's, if he's not played the game, he gets some grace. Yeah, I can. Well, here's the thing. I can definitely see people who have never touched the game loving this show because this show benefits. It's still got the skeleton of the game in there, even though they're tweaking stuff and trying to reduce. And it feels like they're really trying to reduce Joel. There is still the skeleton of Joel buried somewhere under all the flubber of Especially in the uh, TV the assault Joel. scene in the gas station or the convenience store. Yeah, even the torture scene in this last episode. I could not unsee Pedro, but someone who's never played The Last of Us will probably be at peak investment in that scene. Yeah. But that's just because you understand that Pedro is a very bad casting choice. Yeah, I w- honestly, I would have thought he'd have been better when I first heard it. Like, I'm like, he doesn't look like Joel, but he can probably pull it off. But now that I'm watching it, I'm like, he's not even really pulling no, and off the, Joel at And all. they've done so much to, like, really ruin yeah. this show, it sounds like. So, it's it's honestly very saddening and infuriating in my part. Because, we like, call this ha- the opening segment of the next episode. This yeah. will be half the episode. <laughs> no, it probably won't even be half. It'll probably be like a third, because we could probably throw another two hours in or something like that. A three-hour episode. <laughs> dude, we're going to turn into EFAP, man. Yeah, dude, they've, re- they've, they've gone shorter. They've started doing five-hour-long episodes oh instead of eight. Jeez. That's insane, man. Dude, there was a certain point of time where they used to go to 12 hours each episode. I've never heard about that. Because, uh, and the only reason they didn't go higher is because the YouTube cap for live streaming is 12 hours. Oh my gosh. So they met the cap. Yeah. They they, were like, we're going to do this. Yeah, they found out that, they found out what the cap was because they went over it and they were like, oh, we we messed up. Oops. And also, every 50 episodes, they do a 24-hour one. Oh, jeez. So to celebrate every 50 episodes, which... Adds up to about a year. They try to space it out to every 50th episode is... About a year. A year anniversary. They do a 24-hour episode to... Man. That's insane. That's truly insane. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we got another reaction going on here. We're back. Um, This is the one we're going to stitch on to the... uh, The pre-existing. Yeah, the pre-existing Last of Us one. Yeah. Uh, So this will make our full episode. It's going to... Oh, I mean, it may make our... We may be able to do another one if we want. Maybe. Oh my gosh, this is taking a lot longer than I thought. Don't look yet. I'm not looking, don't worry. Uh, I'm trying to find a guitar pick right now. Okay. Eh. There's a guitar pick I know right here, and this is the one I want. La da da da. Okay, I've. Okay. I found it. This so, is what I want your reaction to. Okay, so this is an anime news, correct? Yeah, this is not a. Uh, we can react to the trailer if you'd like, but right now I just want you to react to this headline I'm showing you. Okay. I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no! 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 <laughs> Reborn as a vending machine, I now wander the dungeon. Announces anime adaptation. I am thoroughly cringed. So 
Our whole isekai thing that we that we do, which who knows? This is like the isekai ultimate intro. Yeah. Who right knows here. how long we're going to do that? But the reason we we started making fun of isekai titles is it's because of, of this, like this bull crap. It right is in a manga, soon to be an anime about a dude, a normal human dude who gets, gets reborn. turned into a vending. Machine. Yeah, he gets reincarnated as a vending machine in a fantasy world, <coughs> and they're making an anime out of it. And I looked it up on Wikipedia, and yes, he does have a love interest. The vending machine has a love interest. I cannot wait for this. What series. is it? A freaking like claw arm machine? No, it's a it's a it's a girl. It's a we it's a waifu. It's an anime waifu. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so it's coming out, I believe. <sighs> when is it coming out? Like. I want to slap something so bad. <laughs> uh, will be released. Uh, there's no word yet on it. No, it, they 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 announced a release month somewhere. Hold on. Maybe it's in the trailer. Uh, <laughs> why does this exist? Oh, coming soon. Oh, I could have sworn they said a month. Well, yeah, I didn't know you can read Japanese, man. They usually just have a number. It's, oh, okay. You can usually tell because it'll be a whole lot of Japanese text, and you'll see, and then just a couple numbers. In, yeah, a couple of numbers, and they're like, "Ah, that's the date." <laughs> ah, that thing. <laughs> For some reason, that part's in English. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I, don't, I, I actually don't know why they they're num they put numbers in English. I don't know if that's a thing or not. Like, <sighs> anyway, we're reacting to that when it comes out because that sounds amazing. <laughs> what? A freaking isekai actually sounds amazing. Yeah, dude, that'll be that's prime reaction. The best reactions are when you react to crap. So speaking of, with that, I want your reaction to this. Uh-oh. An individual has messaged me and they asked that uh they asked if someone I know? Yes. Okay. Uh they asked that if they were to sponsor an episode for us that, uh, oh, no, shoot, sorry. <laughs> uh, let me get the exact, uh, text. They asked, uh, um, let me look at the name so I can see. Okay. Uh, said, listen, if I sponsor an episode of the podcast, yeah, does that mean I can force you two to watch a movie? I guess so. Okay. So, officially, we're going to be sponsored by an episode. We're, oh, we're going to have an episode sponsored by yeah. um, a local business around us. Sweet. Uh, and uh, he, I asked him, like, up front, I was like, what movie? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I need a yes or a no. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you dirtbag. So, I mean, I, I said... I will need to, I, I, the exact message I says, I will need to speak with my colleague before a definitive answer can be given. Yeah. <laughs> to which then he gives the, uh, emojis. Well, I, I'm not going to make any predictions on air, but I think I can make a pretty good ballpark guess of what he wants our, us to react to. Ant-Man Quantumania. <laughs> no, actually. What? I'm not going to guess on air. Uh, hold on. Mute. All right, and we're back. We're uh, uh, just the thought. Uh. 
Truly. Oh my gosh. Now that you mention that. Yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense that that's what he wants us to react to. Uh, in slightly different news, this is not going to be a sponsor of ours. This is just someone I'm promoting because I feel like it. Uh. My former high school English teacher is releasing, is publishing a book of his poetry next uh. month. And I think cool. that's pretty cool. That's cool. So once it's out, I'm probably going to buy it. And then I will probably... We'll, we'll do a shameless plug for him. Yeah, I will do a shameless plug for him because he was my favorite teacher. Yeah. From... All the way from elementary to high school, he was probably one of the only teachers that I liked. So, I can see that. That's cool, man. Yeah, uh, I haven't had anybody in my life that, that was that way. Like, uh, the only person that was really like super impactful in my life uh, was the band director in my high school. I mean, he retired from yeah. high school. I wouldn't say he was super impactful, but he was definitely my favorite teacher. I liked him a lot. You're very obsessed with this pop yeah. filter, right? Yeah. Now. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I've been told I was also one of his favorite students. So. Check. <laughs> All this is supposed to do is it's supposed to help with... <laughs> Peter Jackson is involved with the Lord of the Rings reboot. <laughs> what, what was that? Peter Jackson. <laughs> I am definitely not saying that to dunk on Amazon because they didn't have Peter Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> not this again. I know. That was my favorite. That was one of my favorite things to listen back to. Yeah, Peter Jackson. <laughs> Partly because it blew out my eardrums. <laughs> just a Peter Jackson. <laughs> it was just basically uh, like just the absolute blowing of your eardrums. Just poof. oh gosh. Yeah. I also think we can't do it now because we already recorded the first part of this for the Last of Us thing. I was thinking. I think we found out our podcast intro from now on. What? You do the intro. Oh, okay. Oh, that that. Yeah. that, that. Uh, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Coronavirus Survival Guide. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you enjoy this episode. Woo! And tune in for some fun and shenanigans. Yeah. I think that'll just be our intro. From now on, yeah. Every single episode, we just have to do that in the yeah, background. And I, I, we're not going to. Rec- we're not going. Or rec- do you want to do like a pre-recorded one no, of those? We're not going to do. A pre- I was literally about to say we're not pre-recording. We're doing it every time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I remember what you were saying. It was just like as you were like, yeah, do it. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. Just do the yes. intro. Alrighty then, uh, so now we're going to go on to our regularly scheduled recording. This is just going to be a little nice little reaction, okay? This is all, all I want to ask you is this, and then well, tell you something. Hold on, before you do this, I want to, well first I want to get closer to the mic, because I know it's, I it's always... It's turned up. Well, I know I always come through, like, quieter. It's turned up. Alright, that's fine. But also, I've I wanted to say... Louder. We're thinking we're going to add this part to the Last of Us reaction that we already yes. recorded. So we're thinking this is going to be the one that we add together. Okay. This is just like a separate reaction in itself. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to make that clear because I know at the end of that Last of Us thing, we said we would stitch it onto something. This is probably, gonna, We're going to stitch a whole bunch of stuff together. Yeah, this is probably going to be what we stitch it to. Sure. So, have you ever heard... The, t- the tragedy of Darth Plagueis no, the Wise? of Angus the prize-winning hog. No. So, I'm going to tell you a story. About Darth Plagueis the Wise? No, okay. So, Angus the prize-winning hog was a bit of a bigger... Oh my gosh, that reminded me of... Pig something. 
that like, he was just very weird and he had uh abilities yeah. where he could sing and he can like prance around or whatever and people were like oh yay the pig's cool oh that's dude that's not cool i i've seen babe that's not new wait that's not new babe did it wait. first but at the time uh he had not acquired any sort of like babe did it first not acquired any sort of thing to make him notable and he wanted to receive like a ribbon or something of that nature. I'm sorry, the pig wanted a ribbon? Yes. I don't think the pig wanted a ribbon. Yes, he did. I think the pig's owner wanted a ribbon. No, he did. He left. So, because he wanted a prize, he decided he was going to go to a fair and get in the competition. Is this not a true story? Wait. <laughs> so, he leaves... It sounds like a Dr. Seuss story. He leaves his cranberry bog. Yeah, this is a Dr. Seuss story. <laughs> He leaves his cranberry bog. Did, did, did he leave the cranberry bog with the sneeches? No. Star-bellied or plain-bellied? Because that changes the entire story. Neither. <laughs> so he, did he go to Sneedville? No. He skipped 600 miles to Prague. Prague. Prague's in Germany, right? I, it's, it's in Europe. Where so where was he originally? I have no idea. I assume the this story. Was, does I not assumed sell. this was taking place in like Iowa. No, <laughs> so he skips to this fair, and when he gets there, everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, this pig is amazing!" The oink, pig, oink. To which then the pig begins to dance and prance around and everything, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, this pig's cool!" So then they start dancing with it too, and they're like, "Man, like this is fun!" And then they start. Like, making him into a cult a little bit. Because <laughs> they believe at that point he, um, they start singing praises about him and they're singing, hey, and they're just doing like super like chorus things or whatever. And they think he's almightier than God a little bit. I am, I'm rapidly losing investment in the story. Wait, <laughs> it gets better. I hope and it to, does. to the point where they're like, okay, he needs to be like the governor, the president, the chancellor, anything of that nature, because he's like, he's their father, he's their son, like he's their leader, he's just everything. And they wanted to give him a nice shiny ribbon. Well, in walks our antagonist of this story. The Butcher Man. <laughs> to which then, the Butcher Man is immediately telling the people, don't listen to Angus. He's like, he's not for you, all this stuff. And he's just like trying to turn Angus to be a bad guy. But he's just a pig who just yeah. wants a ribbon. Yeah. And with it... The butcher man is just like, just, he's just really kind of like, Neh. and Angus is like, butcher man, you better run away or we're going to scrap. <laughs> to which then the two of them get in an all out knockout brawl. Okay. And they both end up dying in the process. <laughs> what, the butcher and the pig? The butcher and the pig. Not much of a butcher if you can't kill a pig. <sighs> this was no ordinary pig. Dude, so the pig, so the pig could dance. Who cares? This wasn't a small pig. This is like a eight hundred pound pig. Okay, well here's this is like the size of a bear. How long ago was this? Wait, how long ago? was... I have no idea. 
Because just, depending on when it takes place, I don't care how big that pig is, I got a Glock. <laughs> Wait. So... You can dance all you want, piglet. At, as Tomorrow I'm eating bacon after, sandwiches. After the scrapping had occurred, they see that Angus had died along with the butcher man, and they were very, very upset, and so... The people got a band together, and they were, like, going to sing praises still to Angus. The story's annoying me. I am I'm aware. <laughs> it's going to annoy you. But there's a point to this. I don't, I don't think there is. To which, they, they're singing praises of him still and everything, and they're still, like, kind of culty with it. I just think you... To which, then... I think you just felt insecure that you were doing all the reactions and not me. No. No, this is the funny part. Um, to which then we now flash to Angus, no longer the um, prize-winning hog, but now the angelic swine. And he is flying about or whatever, and he goes back to a cranberry bog in the sky, and he gives up his soul... And dies. Animal he didn't have a soul to begin with. And his life will only live on in this tune. Copyright. Copyright. (laughs) I'm aware. Copyright. (laughs) The whole point of this was just to tell this stupid story, which was literally just going through the lyrics of this. And turning it into a story. I think you've sent this to me before. I have not. Because I recognize the weird half A, half E thing, Angus. I've seen that somewhere before. Someone has... You may have seen it on YouTube because there was a random guy. I've seen the title of this song somewhere. Um, I've I've, learned about it today and it's weird. Wait, wait, go back up, go back up. That looks really familiar. Oh, you probably saw this. Yeah, I saw... Yes, I saw that on Instagram literally today. (laughs) I literally saw that on Instagram today. Okay. It is... I've listened to it probably 30 times today just so I can get the story correct so I can then push this and get this stupid reaction. So I didn't didn't put it together because in my head I was just spelling it normal while you were saying it. As soon as I saw the title, I knew I had seen this somewhere. Yeah. Because uh, it honestly is really good. It's like a polky kind of song. Polka's not good, though. Goes into, like... I've seen like it starts out polka and ends polka, but in the middle it's like slightly metalish, but at the same time, yeah, it pulls a like Bohemian Rhapsody a little bit. Yeah, I've I've seen part of the I know that I know the uh, genre changes it goes through, and I'm gonna tell you this: oh boys, have got some lungs. Okay, now I've got my reaction for you. Otherwise, we need to pause. Uh, Oh, Angus, (laughs) I was wondering if it was still going. Uh, so, uh, Luke, you know the Transformers. Yes. You know that there's a movie coming out this summer. Yeah, called Rise of the Beasts. Which we are both looking forward to. Yes. Uh, because it it very it very heavily references and features characters from the 90s show Transformers Beast Wars. Which was one of the shows I grew up heavily on. Luke grew up on it. I did not grow up on it. I watched it after I became a huge Transformers fan. Uh, most Transformers fans consider 
Beast Wars and Transformers Prime to be the two strongest contenders for title of best Transformers TV show. Um, agree. Trans uh, also just off the top of my head, I know this. Uh, Transformers Beast Wars and Prime are the only Transformers shows, as far as I know, that have both won Emmys. Oh, I was not aware of them either winning an EB, an Emmy. But, they've definitely been nominated. I might be misremem- misremembering the winning part, but they've both been nominated for Emmys. And I believe that they've both won Emmys. But that's that's beside the point. Um, aside from just saying Transformers yes. Beast Wars actually is a phenomenal So we're show. talking about Transformers. Yeah. Uh, well, I just want to throw that out there. Beast Wars is a yes. genuinely phenomenal show. Um, unfortunately, it was made in 1995, and it was fully CGI. Yes. Which means the CGI looks abysmal. It, 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 it's bad, because it's animated CGI, and it's just like, it's not great. But at the same time, if you could listen to it in like a podcast form, yeah. it'd be a great story. Still. Or or if like you could get Hasbro to shill out the money to just... Redo it. Remaster it, essentially. You don't even need to redo it. You could keep... I mean, I, yeah. redo the animation yeah. is what I mean. If they did that, they'd probably make so much money. That's beside the point, though. So, um, Optimus Primal, the leader of the uh, Maximals, which are the quote-unquote Autobots the of that ape. series. Yeah, Optimus Primal is in the new movie. Mm-hmm. He is voiced by Ron Perlman in English, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously most people will know Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman also played um, Hellboy. That's the he one he's best known for. And then he also played one of the guys from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, Sons of Anarchy and uh, Hellboy are the two I think he's best known for. He's done a lot of stuff with Guillermo del Toro. I know he was in Pacific Rim, but he just wasn't a major character in it. But so Ron Perlman... No, yeah, he was. I forgot about yeah. him. Uh, Ron, so Ron Perlman is in his Optimus Primal. They did not bring back Primal's original voice actor from the TV series. Okay. Which is sad, because he is still alive. They could have done it, but they wanted to go with a Hollywood actor. Now, the dub, they've started announcing in Japan the dub cast for Transformers Rise of the Beasts. And obviously, they just like in the West... Peter Cullen, the original voice of Optimus, has been voicing Optimus in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also been doing that in Japan. His name is Tesso Genda. He's been dubbing Optimus Prime in the mm-hmm. movies. They, so he's been the one who's been doing it all along. No, he's not. Uh, he, for the, the main movies. Yeah, he's not done any of the new TV shows that, okay. that, that Japan that have been released in Japan, whereas Peter Cullen has been in a bunch of TV shows since G1. Okay. So Peter Cullen's been all over the place, whereas Tesso Genda, he was in the original series, and as far as I know, he's only done the movies G1? since then. Yeah. Okay. He dubbed Optimus in the G1 series. Interesting. So, because obviously it had to be dubbed into Japan when it was okay. released there. So Tesso Genda voiced him in the original 80s series when it was brought to Japan. He's also voicing him in the movies which is what happened with Peter Cullen, which I think is cool. They have announced that the original Japanese dub actor for Optimus Primal will be voicing Primal in the Japanese dub. And I'm, I want you to guess who it is. In my head, the only person that came to mind was the woman who plays Goku. You thought it was Goku. <laughs> but it was Dio! Dio! It was the guy who plays Dio. Okay. Yeah. I was like, the only person coming to mind is the freaking woman from uh, Dragon Ball Z who plays Goku. No, they got... But they got the guy who plays Dio. Even better. It, with, it's better. But he was the original dub voice for Optimus Primal. He was Primal before he was Dio. Ah. 
which is a cool connection. But I just wanted to have, I wanted to feel the pleasure of getting to say the voice of Optimus Primal is I, Dio! <laughs> you thought it was Optimus Primal, but no, it was, it was I, Dio! <laughs> you know when he shows up in the theater, we're going to go, it is I! The people are gonna be like, "What the heck's the matter with you?" It won't even make sense in English because it's not D- it's not yeah. Dio in English. Yeah, that is pretty great. And now, you've read what I sent you, right? Yes, I have. Okay, okay, and that is a segue. We were talking about Dio, and that segues us into segues into us into what? Oh my gosh, you don't get to know yet because we're doing a a cliffhanger. Oh, if you ever wanted to wonder what it felt like to be in the theater in 1979 or whenever when the children of the 70s heard Vader say, no, I am your father, and then the movie ended and they had to wait like a bazillion years to see Return of the Jedi, this is how it felt. You're welcome because you get to experience this now. You'll find out in like a week what we're segueing into. Yeah, Cliffhanger is pretty great. I mean, I don't like him, but I don't have to deal with it this time because I know what we talked about. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Joke's on you, fool. Yeah! All right, and that ends our wonderful little episode of the, yeah! the Coronavirus Survival Guide. Woo-hoo! Appreciate you all tuning in, and hopefully next week you get to hear what's at the end of this cliffhanger. Skip it a bop!